podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Anfield Index podcast, broadcasting to you from my house in a field here in beautiful rural Ireland. I'm Trev Downey and I'm joined by Lisa Marie Hannan and Cam Branch for episode 300 and something of this fine and regular podcast about the Reds. And anyone who's been listening to us for a while or even just listening to anything, including me for a while, will have worked out that for my sins... I am a government employee and anyone who's been listening to me for a while or knows me a little bit at all will know that one of my pet hates is government. Uh, This presents a problem, shall we say, Uh, a problem I've tried to solve um, by undermining it at all opportunities whilst taking my government wages. This is how I I like to make myself feel as if I'm making a difference in the world. Also, you may have known that I am uh, entrusted with uh, partially, at least, moulding the minds of the next generation. Uh, This is something I take quite seriously, especially when it comes to things like, you know, letting them know what government is and how it works. Uh, In many ways, because I'm also a grumpy bastard who likes to eat a lot of meat, I have been compared to a certain Ron Swanson uh, by those who know me well. Um, a curmudgeon uh, who actively loads his job and yet seems to take a delight in it. So here we are, a little compilation of some thoughts from the great Ron on government and moulding minds. It's about two minutes and it's well worth your time. Now it does kind of change from one scene to the next, but I think it's quite self-explanatory. Ready? I was born ready. I'm Ron Swanson. My name is Ron Swanson, and I'm going to tell you everything you need to know about the miserable, screwed-up world of local government. You muster in your mustache. Don't sass me, Burkus. Let's get started. Life, liberty, and property. It's John Locke. Under my tutelage, you will grow from boys into men, from men into gladiators, and from gladiators into Swansons. Behold, the Swanson Pyramid of Greatness. I've been developing the Swanson Pyramid of Greatness for years. It's a perfectly calibrated recipe for maximum personal achievement. Categories include capitalism, God's way of determining who is smart and who is poor, crying, acceptable at funerals and the Grand Canyon, rage, poise, property rights, fish for sport only, not for meat. Fish meat is practically a vegetable. Haircuts. There are three acceptable haircuts. High and tight, crew cut, buzz cut. 
Are the scissors broken in your house, son? Hi there. Is there a project you're working on? I know more than you. All right. <laughs> when it comes to government hearings, the only type of witness I enjoy being is a hostile one. That's why I intend to answer every one of their questions with a question. Were you aware that all of the entertainment and food was provided by rec center teachers? Would I have stayed if I knew that? I don't know. Would you have? Would you have? No, I wouldn't have. Did you hear Leslie make any promises? What constitutes a promise? A quid pro quo. Oh, do you know Latin? Okay. I think you're wrong. Are we done? Every year, I give Leslie the same present I give everyone. A crisp $20 bill. And every year she gets me something thoughtful and personal. It makes me furious. This year, she outdid herself. It's two doors that close automatically, so he can, he can shut everybody out, just for the record. She had it installed over the weekend. <laughs> so, so beautiful. The Human Resources Department requires that I be available once a month to discuss workplace disputes with my employees. The rules do not specify whether or not I'm allowed to listen to Willie Nelson on my headphones. And Kyle parked his car in my spot again. Now that is the fourth time this month. Hello, Wall. The less I know about other people's affairs, the happier I am. I'm not interested in caring about people. I once worked with a guy for three years and never learned his name. Best friend I ever had. <laughs> you still never talk sometimes. Are you Ron Swanson? I am. Okay, what exactly did you teach my daughter? Uh, it must be Mrs. Burkus. Lauren was supposed to do a paper on why government matters. This is what she wrote. It doesn't. Huh? Well said. <laughs> I came full circle in the end. I had to go. I had to keep going with it. Um, it's remarkable. I've been working on the Downey Pyramid of Greatness for the last couple of days as well. So we'll start filling in some categories there uh, as we go along through the season. Um, good evening to you both, Lisa and Cam. Lisa Marie, we'll start with you. Uh, I know you've had a busy week um, work-wise, a pretty hectic schedule. Uh, you were telling me you got to see Spurs, not so much with the more recent Aston Villa game. But um, let's talk not about that for a second, but just about how you got through the week. Sounds like a lot of travel. Yes, I this week. Oh, hello, everybody. Um, and again, for the record, this is episode 325. Thank you. You're welcome. Um <laughs> No, I um, was on site for one of my projects in Oklahoma, again, but not the same place in Oklahoma. For the record, I have not been to Oklahoma in roughly 12 and a half years, and I've now gone twice within six weeks. Um, but no, so I flew into Tulsa and was then in a town about two hours away working on a um, renovation addition project there. So yeah, so flew out Monday, got in late meetings all day. So anyway, long week. And this is going to throw me even worse since we're recording on Thursday and we usually record on Friday. So I'm just totally messed up, but that's okay. 
But yes, well, and I, I, I can only apologize on behalf of the show for upsetting your schedule. <laughs> well, it's been it's been out of whack for a couple of weeks anyway. Yeah. So you know, this just yeah. this just you know, it, it's it's whatever. But no, but I do have a couple quick quotes to open with, if if oh, that is look, permissible. Yeah, please do. My expectations were reduced to zero when I was 21. Everything since then has been a bonus. Stephen Hawking. If we had no winter, the spring would not be so pleasant. If we did not sometimes taste of an adversity, prosperity would not be so welcome. That is Anne Bradstreet. But to me, those just sort of maybe summed up some of the chatter I've seen on social media here since the Tottenham game where, you know, all of a sudden it's all gloom and doom because we tied and uh, or had the draw, as you all would say. And yeah, and it's like, hello, all is not lost. And let's appreciate all the wonderful things um, that this team has given us so far this season and hopefully more to come. So anyway, that's what inspired those. I'm glad you went with that because I've seen something almost the far end of that. You know, we've saw, we all we've seen that a lot of people they don't need much by way of excuse to get um, get negative and gloomy and pessimistic and sound entitled, which is uh, the worst of of all of it. But I've seen quite a lot of bits and pieces like that, and I have to say, one of the things that stuck in my craw a little bit was I've seen it from people and I know they're trying to sound rational and reasonable and they sound like they're trying to have the same sentiment as you are there, but it's completely different. They're saying things like, look, if we only win the one trophy that we've won this season, I'll still be fine with that. Well, I won't. <laughs> I know I know you won't. And we all want to go for every last thing that's available, including the freaking league. I don't care how many times they roll out uh, uh, Kevin the Brian and uh, get him to, to, to bang in numerous uh, deflections. It, it, uh, until it can't happen, uh, we won't be letting go of it. And I do really, really Absolutely. appreciate it. Yeah, I, I appreciate that sentiment on, on your on your behalf at the start because yeah, there was way too much leaning into the negativity. I mean, God alive, what what are you going to do if things do actually start going wrong at some stage, and we're not actually in contention for every single freaking trophy like we are this season? Cam, I I, I can only assume, my friend, that you've been um very much um uh, putting in the miles as well as 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 you usually do. Um, mm-hmm. But I know that the week started for you, or last, well, the, the, the Liverpool week for us started yes. for you with a very, very special occasion um, as you went to take in the Tottenham game. Indeed, um, I took my youngest daughter, who's 15, um, to her first football game. Um, big shout out and thank you to Harinder Baji for sorting me two tickets in the cop and I can remember the first time I went in the cop not to my first match but first time I went in the cop I was really quite apprehensive uh so I was on my own and um you know it was the cop like my daughter didn't have any of that because she's with her dad and you know she's just going to a game of football but I gotta admit it was one of the best days of my life genuinely was Aww. you know result aside you know that was almost secondary at the end of it because it was just like 
having a whole day with my daughter like that and you know showing her around Anfield you know showing her the Hillsborough Memorial the Shankly statue um the Bob Paisley Emlyn Hughes uh finding our our tiny little photo on the uh um on the mural the photo mural oh, on yeah. the side of the club shop there's a really tiny little photo uh of me with gags and Harinda Fudgy um in there um so uh showing her that and just going going in the club shop and then we went into the stadium uh, into the ground itself about 45 minutes before kickoff and just she goes oh the stadium doesn't look so big because we we were at the top end of the cop so she couldn't see the main grandstand from the inside and i said you're only seeing one row there one, yeah. you know, one tier. Yeah, there's yeah, another yeah. two. There's another two tiers above that. Oh. <laughs> 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 so um, yeah, it was it was a, it was just a phenomenal day, you know, um, you know, and then and the noise was just building up and building up and building up, and then, um, you know, obviously we when we we went home, and then she 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 was fast asleep on the way back because it was a late finish, you know, it's a nearly. T- 10 o'clock when we got back to the car and it was like one o'clock when we got home by the time we'd stopped had a little bite to eat and everything. And, um, and she, she finished it off by saying to her mum, I told Lisa Marie this before, well, before the show started. Um, uh, she, she told her mum, our dad's even madder in the ground than he is at home. <laughs> <laughs> I love that that's her takeaway from this big day. Yeah. Is that you're a fucking lunatic. <laughs> yeah. In a nutshell. In a nutshell. Uh, you know, I, I didn't hold back. You know, it wasn't, oh, yeah, I've got to, I've got to watch myself because my daughter's in. No. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was full throttle brain So, um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it was, it was just, you know, like I say, right now, you know, I, I was just in such a good place. On Saturday, you know, we phoned up the uh, the Nina Kaza show afterwards, and um, um, again, I just sort of, you know, was saying what a brilliant day I've had. I probably embarrassed her now because she's listening to this and thinking, oh God, Dad's embarrassing me again and talking about it and all that crap. But um, it was just a great day, you know. I mean, yeah, I know um, everyone lost their shit because we dropped two points, and um, um. You know, it's City win every game. They win the league, regardless of whether those two points are dropped. Um, and it won't be those two points that would have cost us the league. Uh, they would have contributed, but it would have been, you know, the two points we dropped in other drawn games at the beginning of the season. I saw an interesting stat, actually. Um, up until the new year or something, we've drawn five and lost two. Thiago hadn't played any of those games. Mm. And Naby was uh, only in two of those, and, none, and they, those weren't losses. <laughs> uh, slight, it's, it's, it's almost like you're perpetuating a certain, um, a certain uh, argument there with that little bit of insight. But, yeah, that's a, it, it is an interesting stat, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. You it know, is. I, I mean, it just shows that I think... A bit of control that those guys do bring to to certain games. Yeah, I'm not saying every game they can't do that every game, but it it was just an interesting one, wasn't it? That was all. Um, well, we're we're gonna we're gonna end up talking about midfield and control and a lot of that kind of stuff when we look forward to 
the big game at the weekend, which will be, you know, the probably the second topic that we go to. Um, but just before we do, and just in case I do anything as absolutely um, horrendous as 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 I did last week, stepping on Lisa Marie's <laughs> toes and not letting her do her big Mother's Day thing where she was going to talk about how great she was. <laughs> it was not. <laughs> Uh, did you have I mean, a specific... talk about Mother's Day, but I wasn't talking about me. <laughs> sure. Did you have a specific uh, uh, intro, Cam, yourself you wanted to? Um, mine was just um, obviously you, that, that was a nice one. I think uh, that you led me into there. But, um, just a Paris travel watch. Um, I I I'm truly breath, blessed, blessed, blessed to have. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I didn't put a T in there. I, I went. B R E double S E D and I'm, I'm like, it's not even a word. I've just made a word. <laughs> uh, so I am truly blessed um with some very, very special, special people in my in my life. And um this is a big shout out to Mr. Uman Singh, who owns Mr. Singh's Pizzas. So he was going down with three others um in in their car to uh to Paris, no tickets, mm. but they're going to go anyway. Eurostar booked and everything. And um, when he found out, I was like struggling to get out to Paris um, for a reasonable price. Um, he said, "Just give me a couple of days." And then before the game on Saturday, uh, we we met him and his his lad and his brother and his brother's lad um, at. Uh, a vegetarian uh, burger place in Liverpool city centre. Um, me, Harinda, and my daughter had eaten somewhere else. Uh, they came up a bit later. It was just around the corner from where we were. It's called Mr Frost Burgers, and I'm telling you, amazing burgers in there. They're absolutely banging. Um, so we met him in there, and he goes, oh, yeah, Cam, just a reminder, you're going Paris, lad. And I'm like, okay, what's going on? He goes, uh, we've managed to uh, book a people carrier. So um, they've only gone out and booked a people carrier and not taken their own car at expense to make sure that I can come along to Paris. No way. Oh, yeah. Nice. That's a nice touch, man. Yeah, that is, is. That's it a is. nice little feel-good story. I'm loving this. It's, 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 I've just had a great week. You know, I don't care yeah. about anything. Right now, it just, <laughs> just feels great, you know. So, um, oh, by the and, way. It's, and obviously it's, the result yesterday, uh, Tuesday night it was even better as well, then, wasn't it? So. It's fantastic. And we'll go right there. I'll get a takeaway from both of you from the week and, uh, and get ourselves started into the content. Just solve a little uh, personal quiz I was having with myself. You don't even don't even have to reveal who it was that who who was um, driving said vehicle. But I was looking at the photos that you were sending uh, en route to the game on Saturday with your kid, yeah. uh, and I've got as you may know a little bit of a car obsession, probably on a level with yourself. I was trying to guess the interior, so can you just reveal the make and model of the car you're traveling in to see if I was right? Well, what do you think it was, and then I'll tell you if you're right or not. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, well he's going to get away with that easily. What took what took me aback was yeah. uh it was not what I was expecting. Okay. Right, I was expecting a Mercedes and I don't think it is. Am I right? 
It's not a Mercedes, no. Yeah. And then I thought, well, what else? And it actually looks remarkably like, uh, it actually looked remarkably like my own car, interior-wise. Yours so, is a VW, isn't it? No. Oh. No. no oh. I, I've, my, what I've got now at the moment is a Hyundai Tucson. Okay. And it was, it looked, a couple of the features that I could see, I could see feck all, but I was trying to put it together. Okay. So, was I wrong? You're still wrong, yes. What was it? It was a BMW 7 Series. I should have guessed that. There's a couple of little things. It's unbelievable. The trim is very, very similar. Anyway, that was by the by, and we are I'm completely, uh, I'm completely, we've lost about 7 million listeners uh, as, we, <laughs> as we work out uh, my little issues there. Um, so, Look, we ha- we're in a situation where, yeah, City have gone on and, and, and Cityed a couple of games in a row and lots of people are, are, are throwing everything from the pram and giving it all up. And, of course, the idea I was speaking to Jan Mulby about last night in our show was, oh, did you hear, actually, there could be a playoff if blah, blah, blah. Well, I think the Goldfords <laughs> thing is probably probably uh, not going to happen at this point. Yeah. Um, somebody said, did you know that Southampton have not been beaten 9-0 this season? <laughs> <laughs> they have been beaten yeah. 6-0, though. <laughs> so, yeah, so, so, so the playoffs uh, uh, bust, and we're actually obviously now looking for a situation where um, two different results uh, go for us in the remaining matches for City, and that's just highly, highly unlikely. However, I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I really want us to win the two games that we've got left, and I'll tell you why. It's not because I think, you know, um, it will mean then that we have a tremendous chance of winning the league, because I fully expect uh, City to win their matches. It's because I want to finish on the maximum points we can, which will leave us only three behind, which means we can look them right in the face and go, congratulations on buying another title. Um, and we're still here and we're not going anywhere. And next time, maybe you won't get away with it. Uh, and I, I think that sort of defiant thing is going to be as as important as anything else. And so a long winded way of saying I was hugely, hugely enthused with the win last night uh, against uh, Stevie Jarrett's crowd. It wasn't last night, it was the night before, wasn't it? Um, and it, it, it made it made a big difference um, to me and to my mindset going into these last few games. There's a big negative, of course. We've lost our midfield general. Um, that's not good at all. Uh, and he's definitely officially out, Fabinho is, for the FA Cup final um, tomorrow. Uh, two days from now. I'm doing it now, Lisa Marie. Uh, <laughs> so that's a, a, a killer. And the likelihood is you probably won't play either of the league games that remain uh, either. And um, we're going to try to be getting them in a position to play in the Champions League final. And who knows, even with the injury he has, even that might be might be stretched. So that's a little bit of a downer, to say the least. Um, but, you know, I, I, I was quite happy with the way things went when we had to change it up. Hendo came in, I thought did well in the six, and Thiago came on, I thought he did, or Thiago did really, really well, I thought, doing a lot of bits there and really, really starting to exert a bit of influence, and I thought, you know, the game changed for the better, probably because Fab was in bad form anyway before he went off, and whatever, the energy levels went up a little bit, it was good to see. Um, My takeaway is it leaves us on track to do that one thing that I want to do, which is just to win all our games because it is a statement of defiance and I want us to do that. 
Uh, and that is what has made me happy this week. However, um, we are all very different individuals. So Lisa Marie, let me go back to you. I know the game that you saw was the Spurs game and you and I spoke briefly a little bit about that, you know, the take, trying to take the small, small comforts away from it. Like at least Harry Kane didn't get a winner was one that we both agreed on. Um, <laughs> You know, absolutely. You know, we all know how much I love Harry Kane. Yes, of course. But there, there was there was quite a lot to to, to enthuse about in that performance, the one that you, you you did get to see all of. Um, but your other takeaway from the week, whether positive or negative, maybe you want to lean into the fab story. Maybe you know, it doesn't have to be a good news thing. Whatever your takeaway from the Liverpool week was. You know, uh, probably one of the things is just the difference that I think Diaz is making. Um, you know, he's not necessarily playing the full match, but but it's something that I we talked about back, you know, end of January when he was signed, is that he was that additional option for us, an attack. And, and that's, again, what he's proven to be. And I think just because he has played in, in you know, I mean, on Tuesday he played on the right, you know, but he's played in the middle, you know, he's played down the left. And I don't think our opposition really knows how to deal with him quite yet. And, and not just that, just, just watching him, there was a point, I think it was the bits that I caught of the, you know, on a rewatch for the Villa game that, I mean, he just holds on to that ball. He does not, he's just, you know, he, he's just so good with the ball at his feet. And so I think we said when he was signed that, you know, this could really be the difference maker for us, you know, to stay in all these competitions. And and I think it very much has proven to be. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's uh, that phrase transformative signing. Um, I've heard it used a few times and uh, we also, we we've taken in some wonderful talents over the years, Uh, probably most notably um, Luis Suarez and, and, and Virgil van Dijk who've arrived in January, but to have the impact potential impact on a season uh, that this guy's going to have in terms of maybe getting things over the line uh, there may well be nothing that will ever rival it if he if we are successful in getting um, the two trophies that we still remain um, in finals for and who knows what happens after that there'll be never anything to, 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 to rival it it's 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 it is it is amazing to watch and so reassuring as well to know that you got that extra little um uh, level of, of excellence and brilliance, yeah. whether whether on the field or or, or, or to be taken from the bench, it's it's kind of it gives you a lovely feeling of uh, potentiality, doesn't it? In each game, like it does, and you know, and I mean that's it. Even though you know Jada hasn't been in good form, um, you know Mo, of course, hasn't been in great form. So it's kind of kept us from running the two of them into the ground, along with Salah, and of course, you know Bobby's had a couple injury issues, you know, you know, since Diaz was signed. So it really has made all the difference for our depth, you know, in the world. Now I know, you know, we have a Rigi and Minamino and some others that, you know, that we could have brought off the bench, but, but I just really feel that, you know, it feels like Diaz is a missing piece to the, to the puzzle. Yep. And I'll tell you what, Cam, uh, I'd like to give you a take, a take on this topic as well, because, you know, we're we we talk about everything on this show, but we're also very much interested in, in in you know talking about the good things and seeing seeing the best side of things. And Luis Diaz is just such a wonderful story for us. I mean, even do you know you know how good it is, Cam. You know how good he is and how um, much of a pure Liverpool player he looks when even the kind of humdrum BT 
and Sky pundits, you find them saying the same things that we're saying. Like, he looks like he's been here for years. He looks like he's been a Liverpool player for ages. You know, this kind of thing. Have you seen those guys doing that? And I do mean that in a very insulting way, in case that's not being clear, because they're mostly shite. Um, they wouldn't, they wouldn't commentate or, or observe their way out of a, out of a lighthouse. So what I'm trying to say is when even they are saying it, there's got to be something to it. You know, this idea that he's just to the manner born and, 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 and man, he could be a difference maker uh, as we go on in the remaining games. Indeed, I mean, and I think he's just warming up still. He's still settling in. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's still he's still learning the system. He's he's, you know, he's still trying to understand um, the way our players play, the way our players move, um, which spaces to target. Yeah, this is all going to develop over the summer, especially now. You know, with a with, you know good preseason. You know, this has been his preseason, you could say as well. So um, we we've got a lot to look forward to with um, with uh, Mr. Diaz there. Um, next uh, four games we have left are going to be very very exciting. There's still a lot going on. Um, and he's got a he's got a big part to play in, in all four games. Um, you know we we could be we could be talking in two weeks time about one of the most amazing seasons ever, or just a good season. But you know, at the beginning of the season, who would have said on May the twelfth we still had a, a slight outside chance? Of winning four trophies, we, we've not lost the league yet. It's not over. You know, City could have used up all their goals by now. <laughs> they banged a few in the last two games. They do a drought one game, aren't they? Surely. I <laughs> love the I love the idea that they've got a, a an, an allocation and that they might be able to hit. Yes, that's that's. Uh, here's a little here's a little one for you. Um, on. Not that it means any anything at all. Uh, when we won the league uh, a couple of seasons ago, was it a couple of seasons ago? It was a couple of seasons ago, wasn't it? Yes. Um, and um, we went to Villa Park and a, a defender scored and Mane scored. Went to Villa Park this year, a defender scored and Mane scored. Yep. And we were one 0 down in both those games. That's true. Well, this is clearly a sign. <laughs> and it's the Pope's birthday on the same day. Oh and, Jesus! And we go. Uh, you know, well, any uh, any other rubbish I can come up with. So. Uh... <laughs> yeah, and 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 a, a magpie flew backwards over your head. That's right. And there was so... a wedding this year as well, wasn't there? Don't forget that. You know that oh, one that nobody was invited to. Yeah. Well, I, the only thing about those lists, uh, Cam, is the last few times they've come up they had a significance in the end and they were usually around European finals actually which is quite interesting but you know the last two games for City let's just get this out of the way now between the three of us uh, are West Ham and Aston Villa now Aston Villa we played um, in the most recent game and I think we can all agree there's a lot to admire in what uh, Stevie's got going there there's quite a few very good footballers uh, capable of doing good good bits. Uh, 
Jan last night was at pains to point out that their defensive stability has been their best thing um, in the Gerard years, which is, of course, an interesting thing when you think about it, like most of us, including me, look at their attacking players. Um, I wonder if they're capable of doing anything. And then the other one is West Ham, who could have been on their holidays because they would might they could have had uh, um, a, a European um, uh, trophy um, final um, to be uh, obsessing about. Now they don't. And the league table is an interesting look at the moment. The league table, as things stand, is very, very, very interesting. I, I could, am, I, am I right in saying that there's a, a big game on? Is the Spurs-Arsenal game, is that tonight? Or am I making that up? Um, it on, is tonight. Up. I think, I think it is. Yeah. If uh, yeah. Arsenal will win, Chelsea and uh, Arsenal are in the Champions League with Liverpool and City next season. So West Ham will have uh, will have seen themselves get to the semi-final of a Europa League. And they will see themselves with a game in hand over Man United, who are in sixth place. Uh, and they are three points behind them. And they will be thinking... We quite liked European football and we'd quite like to do that again. So they really do have something to fight for. And that other game, Aston yes. Villa have probably nothing to fight for and could well be a busted flush. But it would be interesting if we could at least bring it back to the to uh, finishing on level on points and maybe get something out of that West Ham game. I'm asking you now, Cam, and then I'll go to Lisa Marie. Do you fancy a possibility there at all or is it wishful thinking on our part having looked at how City now have nothing left except to do this and to uh, try and um, steamroll their way through the last couple of games um, and it would be an abject failure if they failed to win the league so you put all those things together do you have any real hope around either of those fixtures? Yeah totally it's football isn't it Nobody can. No, if if you're so, if people are so confident, Man City are going to win the win the next two games. Put money on it. You know, go and beat the bookies. Go for it. But there's always that little bit of doubt that something can go wrong. At the end of the day, if if football was that easy and you think City are going to win every game, why haven't they won 38 games ever in a season? If they're yeah. that good. It just doesn't work that way. Who would have said they would have lost games earlier in the season that they lost or drawn games that they uh, drew earlier in the season? Who would have said that when they got it back to 2-2 against Tottenham at the Etihad, they would lose it in injury time? You just don't know what's going to happen in the game of football. If, you, if you're if you honestly sitting there boiling in your own whatever, um, thinking, oh... Liverpool have thrown it away, Liverpool have thrown it away. That's fine. Carry on. Boil in your own whatever. But to think that you still haven't got a chance of something happening, it's just ridiculous. I I mean, I don't hear the fat lady singing. Do you, Trev? I don't. I've got my ear cocked. And I don't. Yeah. And, and, That's and the I, point. That's and the I, point. I just looked back to the reverse fixtures for both of those, you know, when they played West Ham and Aston Villa. In the right. league earlier in the season, they only beat each of those teams by one goal. I mean, they won two one in both of those games, so it's not like they slaughtered either team, um, you know, and ran away with it. So, yeah, 
See, my my big hope is West Ham because West Ham have yeah. that game in hand over United. They could go um, level on points and their goal difference is like 10 better than United. So that's a point effectively because United aren't going to turn that around. So that is a real, real opportunity for them to do something. However, um, I haven't looked at and I should have just done this straight away. Man types live on podcast. West Ham fixtures. It's, it's, it's absolutely. But he's narrating it just like it was a great story, so it's okay. Oh, no. There you go. Oh, the bad news. Do you want the bad news? They've oh, got fine. Bri- they've got Brighton on the last day. Their other Who, West Ham? Yeah, their other fixture is Brighton. So even... I don't know. Brighton's been playing pretty well. I mean, yeah. They just beat Man United by four four goals. So they've been on a pretty good run lately. Brighton, as good as Liverpool now, she beat Man United by four at home. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, look, uh, what, I'm gl- what I'm glad to see, Lisa Maria, is that there seems to be a degree of hope. But you're 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 sharing that too. I can I can oh, tell by it. Yeah. Would you expect anything else? I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. And listen, I don't. You know, it's it's all too easy to be fatalistic and 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 write stuff off. But like, you know, you have to. Why not have a little bit of hope while it still remains? And look, speaking of hope, we've got this one big thing on our immediate horizon. We're recording, like you guys have said, on Thursday evening. It's um, 10 to 7 now. Uh, and we're looking ahead to the weekend to a Fabinho-less Liverpool taking on um, Chelsea in the FA Cup final. There are rumours that in the Chelsea camp there may be no Kante, there may be no Kovacic, but they are only rumours. We have confirmation that Fabinho will not play. We know because we've seen Liverpool play Chelsea a couple of times already this season, uh, quite a few times, and the games have been deadlocked. Uh, These are a wonderfully talented squad who are, you know, as Jan said last night, I thought he put it well, they're set up to play well against Liverpool. Um, so it's going to be a massive challenge. They've had a bit of a falling away. I mean, they're 20 points behind us or 19 points behind us in the league. Um, it had looked early on, I think you'll both agree very much, like it was going to be a three-horse kind of race. Uh, and in fact, it looked like we might be doing a bit of chasing of Chelsea ourselves. Um, our superior quality over the season has shown. However, you can't denigrate this crew that um, Tuchel has put together. It's, or it's. I'm sorry, Tuchel didn't put them together. It's a ridiculous squad that's been put together over a long period of time um, by the obscene wealth of an individual. And it, it's it's no different in many ways to what we're up against with City. Um, so all of those things need to be put into uh, perspective. I've seen mainstream media websites uh, p- putting out stories along the lines of poor City, they don't have enough squad depth, poor Chelsea, they've had injuries. Um, it's bananas. It's gaslighting of the highest order. We have a squad who was decimated last year. Nobody gave a shit. They talked about how we, uh, uh, you know, they sneered and, 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 and uh, you know, were, you know, s- stuck uh, with their mouths agape while we managed to get Champions League on the last day. Um, there's a weird thing going on here. And Chelsea are very, 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 very talented uh, squad of footballers, regardless of whether they have Jorginho and Kovacic uh, or Kante or whoever they have in the middle of the park. I'm looking ahead to it. And 
I'm getting it hard to see it being anything other than close again, precisely because of all the wonderful footballers they have. Um, and precisely because, like with City, um, they've now got nothing really to mark the season. And you're talking about the current reigning European champions. So let me start with you on this one, Lisa Marie. I mean, looking ahead to it, it trepidation is not the word. Uh, trepidation is never the word anymore with Liverpool. You might be slightly irked and a bit wary of someone like Manchester City, but you're never trepidatious. Not with this lot, not with our team. But I am wary because they are a bit stung. They're a bit of an injured, wounded animal. They've got nothing else that they can look at as objective success apart from qualifying for the Champions League, which they've kind of done in their sleep. So I think there's a lot on the line for them. And we could be easily, without being unprofessional, we could easily be um, not have all our eyes on the prize because there's another prize to go for. It's a bigger one. How are you feeling about this game and the comparative threat they pose? I, I'm I'm with you um, with the trepidation. Yeah, I mean, I don't and I and I haven't paid. I mean, I've you know, I've been paying attention to the results the last few weeks, but I haven't I haven't seen them play at all. Um, but I think you're right. I mean, this, this is all they have to play for. Um, their their season is, you know, they're you know, they're out of the Champions League. They're out of, you know, you know, they probably most likely unless something you know they're going to finish third and you know in the premier league so this is kind of their one shot at a trophy for the season um plus you know we beat them in the other cup final so you have to think that you know they don't want part of the story of their season to be that they lost two finals to liverpool um so yeah and i mean but you know but then the other half of me starts thinking you know what's going on at that club with the ownership and you know and I haven't I mean I've paid more attention at the beginning I have not really been paying attention probably the last few weeks but that has to weigh on those players you know just you know what are you know what is our club situation going to be who who's the new owner what are they going to do how is this going to affect you know our contracts and, and you know and bringing players in and and all of that so I think that has to be incredibly you know, mentally stressful um, for everyone at that club. Um, and, you know, I don't know. Th- I mean, I, I think, um, you know, Tuchel's a good manager, but I don't think he has the same gift that Klopp does in sort of setting the mentality for his players. And so I I think that's what we've been seeing probably in the last couple of weeks with that fall off in their form. Um, but you have to think that, you know, they're going to want to, you know, pull it all together and and give it their all and try to win this this match on Saturday. So I am I mean, I I absolutely agree with you. I mean, our team can beat anyone on the day. And and I even, you know, I mean, Fab not being in the team that does make you a little more, you know, kind of grit your teeth a little bit and cross your fingers. But but I still think it's it's still very, very doable. And um, but yeah, but it'll be interesting to see if the rumors of some of the injuries they've got are, are true or if that's, you know, some sort of mind game or, you know, who knows. 
Yeah, and it's hard. It's it's hard to not suspect that it might be because there's way too much talk about it. Whereas, you know, uh, like I say, our one's confirmed. And and Cam, just to frame it up a different way for you, because Lisa Marie's kind of alluded to it there. But um, they managed a three nil win over Leeds yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I I, <laughs> I kind of was glancing across Twitter and I could see people basically um, metaphorically throwing their phones at the wall and going, oh, I'm going to bed and stuff like that, you know, after <laughs> after uh, they'd scored a goal. And I think I think um, was it Dan James got himself sent off. And yeah, uh, so it was it was a bit of a, you know, I think. But, yeah, obviously, Liverpool fans wanted to see them uh, continue their run of bad form. And just so we can maybe put that into a little bit of perspective. Before that 3-0 win last night, their previous game was against Wolves, and it was 2-2. Their previous game to that, they got beaten by Everton, of all people. Mm. Previous to that, they'd had a one all with the Manx, which is hardly a creditable result given how United are at the moment. Yeah. Before that, they had a 1-0 win at West Ham. But the game before that, they were beaten 4-2 by Chelsea. Um, The game before sorry, that, they had... 4-2 by... But sorry, by Arsenal. Arsenal, right. Uh, and uh, the game before that was the the FA Cup semi final win, and then the one before that was them going out of the Champions League to Real. So we have to remember that they got as far as that going out of the Champions League to Real in the quarterfinals. We have to remember that they have put an FA Cup run together alongside of that that they've been uh, balanced in fixtures as well and we have to remember that they were the ones who got as far as the final of the league cup as well because uh, we saw them there um how do you how do you put their form in perspective or does it fall into the category cam of not really mattering because they are a really talented bunch of players and it's the ultimate one-off isn't it an fa cup final exactly that the last comment it's there's form is relevant this is the one chance of winning the trophy this season it's their chance of revenge you know they will be going all out guns blazing i expect covered covered i can't say his name i'll let you pronounce it and uh kante to start i don't think they're injured or if they are injured they they will be on the placenta tommy tuka will be doing some uh Dracula Dark Hearts there, no doubt. Um, <laughs> and um, it, it's going to be a hell of a game. Um, uh, lucky enough to be there. Um, I'll be with the pod, pod father himself, Mr. Tandon, uh, meeting up with Rinda Baji and the gang before the game, have a meal. Um, we're, and we're just going to... I think we'll smash them, to be honest. Somebody's due a smashing in a final. Um, I want it to be real, obviously. I want, I really want us to smash them. But I, I think Chelsea will be trying that much harder this time that they may leave themselves that little bit more open to us. And I think we'll mm. be, we'll be expecting that and hopefully we can exploit that. Um, my biggest worry for us for the game is, is the former Mo. He's, he's just absolutely goosed. And I think, you know, he's played a phenomenal amount of football this season. Um, mm. And I think the defeats in the AFCON final, the defeat in the World Cup qualifier, to him a lot. I think it's really got to him. And um, 
if we can just suddenly win this game on Saturday and Mo plays half decent, we're sorted. We are absolutely sorted for the rest of the next three games. I'm telling you, like, I'm telling you. You, you. you think it's a you think it's a psychological thing with them at the moment as opposed yeah, to physical. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but, I know he scored a couple of goals against United, but he, yeah. he, he, because, he, he I, I, wanted it a big, big game. United's not a big game anymore. Nah, sorry, they are. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, try, I'm, trying, I'm trying to understand, because you, you started off by saying he's goose, he's played, he played more football than anybody else. This, and, and the reason I'm not... I'm not don't I think he's goose I'm not trying to... I'm not trying to be, I think he's goose mentally yeah, more okay. than Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, I know well, he's played well, a lot well, of football, you know... How do you explain, Cam, Yeah. the... Um, increasing amount of quotations, uh, usually accompanied by Mo in some sort of stripy T-shirt or with a big shit-eating grin in his face, going, "I'm the best," or "Or I, 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 I think I should be this," or "I want to be this," or "I want Real Madrid," or whatever it happens to be. He's, he's, it seems like I don't know whether it's been done deliberately or these things have been. Um, Put into the into the press in that way because obviously that can happen. But yeah. I've never seen so many quotations from Mo Salah uh, at a time when you know his output. Um, you know, by the way, Football Writers Player of the Year, the fellow who's done things this season like we've never seen before, yeah. and yet we're all greedy, so we want him to be him for these last few games. And you think it might be as simple as. Um, having a bit of a scoring a bit of a wonder hit in this final or something like that that he needs yeah, just to I get do. back at that. Yeah, I yeah. do, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I think it's just a I think is it a little bit of a mental barrier. Um he watching him Saturday, he I mean, don't get me wrong, Tottenham doubled up, tripled up on him. Um they didn't give him a lot of lot of space, but he he wasn't he just lost that touch of calmness. And he, it just seemed that, you know, when a football player can just sort of make time slow down to their pace, mm. to the way they want the game to be, it, it just felt like he just lost that slightly. I mean, you just, just go back to earlier in the season and think of the two goals, uh, one against Man City, one against Watford, in one week after the other. Uh, two very, very similar goals. But he he played the game. He he played that. He played those goals at his pace, the way he. Yeah, it, it's 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 bullet time from the Matrix, really, isn't it? He's just exactly. on a different. Yeah, you know, he's on a different uh, wavelength than. Yeah. Yeah. And, he's, and, yeah. and, and I know, I know that's what's that's what's gone for him at the moment. Yeah. And, yeah. and if you just if if you could just get back to that. Bang. I, and I hate to say it, but it may well be necessary because without Fab, um, we are going to be missing a layer of security in our team, which um, not half enough humans who pontificate about the game for a living seem to understand the importance of his role, um, especially when it comes to providing that kind of security blanket and sweeping things up. Um, and, you know, <sighs> It's it's a massive loss, no matter what. Whatever we can maybe attempt these last two Premier League games, and we can. It's not like we don't have we can't cobble together a decent midfield, especially when we've got all this other attacking talent. But 
what I'm saying, I suppose, uh, Cam, and I'll, 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 I'm going to reverse this back then to Lisa Marie, is it might well be one of those things where it could be a game where it could be a little bit old Liverpool, where we might have a certain amount of porousness through the middle, um, and therefore they may have as an opposition chances to score, but we need to be that old Liverpool that can get four if you get three. Do you know that kind of way? It may well be one of those games. That to me. Uh, <laughs> well, it, that was actually the camera. I said, I thought sorry. Was. I, oh, sorry. Yeah. I thought it was to Lisa Marie. So um, I'll let Lisa Marie go. Go on. Go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please do. Please do. Um, yeah, you're right. I mean, you know, here's the thing. I think our team on the day can be very good about making that adjustment to just whatever it takes to get the win over the line. Yeah. And that's if true. it turns out that, that that's what it's going to take, I have every, every bit of confidence that, that they will adjust effectively. I mean, you know, we've, we've even seen it and I can't think of a specific example right now, but you know, where it's, you know, we've ended up doing, you know, two in midfield and, you know, putting a, a fourth attacker on just because we do, we need, you know, that's the way the game is, is turning. So I, yeah, I have no doubt that we're, we're just going to do set up and and do whatever is is necessary you know make the changes and we get five subs right for the cup Mm. i think so that gives you even greater flexibility in you know in being able to to maybe make those changes that can affect the game more i think so yeah i yeah i i have i have every bit of confidence that we're just going to do whatever we're going to give it our all and do whatever it takes to get it over the line. And yeah. And if it's, if it's four, three, if it's one nil, you know, whatever. Um, but, but our, our guys, you know, they, and I mean, that is something that I, I think we can often say about our guys don't give up, you know, they, they are going to fight, you know, until that final whistle blows. And, um, and we've seen them, you know, pull off many a last minute, um, you know, goal and miracle. And so, yeah, I have no doubt that they'll do that. When you when you think about it as well, um, for all the Fabinho news is a bit of a, a, a deflating thing. We do also have, and again, it might feed into the five subs thing, and might it feed into the starting lineup thing. We also have, once again, the availability of Roberto Firmino, who is um, another lad that uh, people still don't see coming, and I think that is wonderful news for us um, with the massive games that we have uh, ahead because he can be instrumental in changing a game. Um, and I have a bit of a spidey sense about Bobby Firmino and the, the end of this season. I don't know what it is, but I think maybe he might be kind of important to getting Mo back to doing Mo stuff. Uh, it's just a feeling, mm-hmm. um, but I, I, I think it couldn't hurt. Genuinely think it couldn't hurt. So I'd love I'd be I'd be delighted to see uh, Bobby get a good chunk of this game. I don't see, and again, I'll I'll I'll, I'll take um, both of your opinions on how we go. And I'm going to start it off, but I don't see him shaking it up too much. I, look, Salah started on the bench against Villa. That's got to be with a night to the final. Um, I I was surprised. I thought he might have been just rested altogether, like Andy Robbo was. Um, so 
that's Robo isn't even on the bench. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> he, so he, he got a, he got a night off. So I I thought I thought he might do that for Mo as well. I genuinely did. Um, just take him out of the firing line altogether. Uh, but no, and, and and with Mo, we know it's about rhythm and all the rest of it. Didn't really work out yet again with his little cameo. But I don't see any situation where he doesn't start. I don't see any situation where Diaz doesn't start with the form he's in. Uh, and I don't see any situation where you don't play Sadio Mane, who's our kind of clutch player at the moment, if we're all being perfectly honest. He's been fantastic through the middle for us. So that's, I say, I, I imagine he goes with the three uh, up top as is. I can imagine a midfield of Thiago and Hendo. And um, I imagine it'll be Naby Keita. Uh, and I would think it being a final, um, he might go with Joel Mata, but some people might reckon uh, it could be a game for Kanate. Uh, I'd like to get your take on this. So uh, just so we're absolutely clear here, Cal, I'm starting with you. Uh, <laughs> your your chosen, your 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 um, predicted eleven. If you want to go, kind of, uh, I think he'll do this, but I'd like to see that as you go. I get that as well. So what do you reckon? I think there's only one position that's uh, going to be um, the one that we're going to be thinking who's going to play, and that's the centre-back alongside Virgil. I think the rest of it is, as you said, um, so Alisson in goal, Trent, Virgil, Robbo, Hendo, Thiago, Keita, Diaz, Mane, Salah. So is he going to go for Konate? Is he going to go for Matip? Matip was brilliant against Spurs. Mm. Uh, not Spurs, sorry, against uh, Villa. Villa, he was really yep. good, uh, despite being bundled over by Costas for the goal um, that they considered. He was really good, really, really good. You know, I thought he played really well. Canate um, made a big m- mistake for the Spurs goal in that he had a simple header to Fabinho and he just headed it into the middle of the pitch and Kane picked it up and then. The rest is history. Saying that, I think he'll start Canate still. And yeah. I, I've got nothing to base that on. Just a, just a gut feeling, you know, and, that, and that's what I think he'll do. Um, I don't know why, um, but he played, did he not play Canate against, uh, Chelsea in the Carling Cup? Carling Cup, the Carabao Cup? I think he did. Yeah. He took a penalty. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I think Matip started, but Kanate came on. Oh, was that what it was? Maybe. I, you're right, though. He did take a penalty kick. Yeah, um, he, he was what his was the most dicey penalty a lot, wasn't it? So, um, yeah. Well, um, la- last last night um, for Chelsea, who had that three 0 win, Kovacic went off. So I don't know if that's where they're getting that he might be injured thing. But across the top, they went with Lukaku, Pulisic and Mason Mount. Now, between Mason Mount and Pulisic, you've got uh, a lot of pace and running in from the side and at at different angles. And in Lukaku, you've got this, you know, traditional, um, honest day, incredible target man. So this is the potential attacking threat you've got. However, they can also uh, call on the most, much maligned Timo Werner, who didn't suddenly turn into a shit player. He just hasn't been great for Chelsea. They've got Hakim Ziyech as well, and they've got Kai Havertz. Uh, 
So they have an absolute embarrassment of attacking talent. And I'm trying to think what is sort of the horses for courses here, Lisa Marie, because, um, you know, I can see an argument for, well, maybe um, um, Kanata has a little bit more pace, but Joel's been pretty unflappable and he makes a lot of very, very, very good decisions. So I, I'm not really sure. I think maybe against the likes of... Um, um, their target man, he, he might be, the, he might be, the, he might be the guy. I, I don't know. It, I think it's a very tight call. And I think that's credit to both players that I w- I'm not going to be upset whichever of them is. I agree. Um, and actually, I've been sitting here debating with myself, you know, through this whole conversation about, and by the way, I did look it up. Maddox did start the, um, the other cup final right. and then cannot take him on. Yeah. So we're remembering that correctly. Um, yeah. I mean, I think, yeah. Allison, Trent, Virgil, Robo, and yeah, that you know, Matt. I I see both sides to your argument, if you will, Trev. I mean, Kanate's got that bit more pace, and you know, that might be the answer. But and I mean, either one of them partner well with Virgil, so that is you know, that's in the I guess plus slash minus column when you're when you're trying to make your argument. So yeah, I I think it's a coin toss there as as to which one of those starts. Um, and yeah, I think you're right with Hindo, Tiago, and Navicada for the midfield. And I think Sala, Mane, Diaz start, and you've got Bobby to come off the bench. Um, or maybe even Bobby and Jada to, you know, if we need something different to kind of mix that up a little bit. And I mean, even maybe, you know, what, what I talked about a few minutes ago where, you know, if you, pull one of your midfielders and, you know, maybe pull Kata and, and have, you know, one of them on for, you know, that additional attack. I don't know. I think, I honestly think some of it's just, I think this is what starts. And, you know, as far as the substitutes, it's just going to be how the game unfolds. And, and across the top, you reckon the, the, I the reckon Salamani Diaz. Diaz. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to look past that. I think, I there think is Bobby is in it. top. What's that? There is another option. Say again. There's another oh. option. You don't start Diaz. You bring him, bring him, bring him on after 60 minutes. Imagine his pace against the time. Oh, that's a thought. You're right. Um, yeah, but I, I've never been a fan of that. No, neither have I. But, but I, you see, it's not a 90-minute game. This potentially, yeah, it's 120 minutes. Mm. With that in mind. Um, we're we're ignoring the elephant in the room, which is, could the midfield be Thiago, Henderson, and Jimbo Milner? Yes. Yes. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I've seen madder things happening, because you know Curtis didn't quite pull up his hand. Um, he did fine. I think I think he did fine. Yeah, I think he did well. I mean, the the bits that I saw of the of the Villa game, I think he, he held his own. And, and again, considering and he, play- he hasn't hardly played. Yeah, he played his way into the game, but I'm just thinking this is Jurgen, and Jurgen is is a man for his his loyal servants. And I, I mean, it's uh, please if you're listening to this and screeching at the uh, whatever device you're listening <laughs> to, um, I'm not saying that this is what I want. 
Um, I, I for me the only selection we have is to go with our best three, which is currently um, with Fabinho not fit. It's it's Henderson and, and Thiago and, and Naby, um, and they're all in variations of half decent form. So that's what it's got to be for me. But I just I have this feeling Jurgen's going to do something mad now. Maybe he'll save Jimmy Miller for the Southampton game. That's very likely. Um, yeah. I think he will play in that. I think he probably will. I think Divock will play in the Southampton game as well. Or certainly Bobby Firmino will start that game because um, we're going to need him um, back up to match fitness. So yeah. that's going to be interesting. Look, I mean, if I was to ask you a good feeling, I, I always do this with Jan, um, like how, how you feel it's going to go. I don't, don't want to put you on the spot, but Cam's already said that he reckons we're not just going to win. You reckon there could be a sort of a... And you, again, did you, you kind of... I'm not sure where you're going with this because one minute you're telling me we're going to stomp them and the next minute you're telling me it's going to be 120 <laughs> minutes. Okay, I will take those mixed messages and, yeah. and run with it because I, I, think it's, sure. I think it's... I haven't got a frigging clue, have I? <laughs> but no, who does, man? Who does? And anyone who tells you they do know how a game is going to go is lying, uh, because it's it's totally unpredictable. This one, uh, look, we do have realistically speaking, the Southampton game will have happened as well before we um, speak next, uh, and of course, the season could be very very different in all the best ways possible, or in some pretty bad ways after those two games, because you know there is a potential that the interest in the league could be gone before the last game if the Southampton game doesn't go our way, if the if the FA Cup final doesn't go our way, that that would be quite deflating as well, patently, um, building up the pressure on that last game of the season. However, the other way of looking at it is we could have another trophy in the cabinet, uh, gathering cups in May, and we could be, like I say, staring at Manchester City going with them toe to toe to the last day of the season again and I, I'll tell you I would take that I would take that um, if I was to ask you for any sort of final thoughts around all of this at the moment like what's what's your what's your takeaway is it is it like I have FA Cup final nerves is it um, nothing really matters to me now until we get to Paris what is it that you're thinking at the moment? Just to wrap this up, and I'll get your final thoughts, and we'll get out of here. Um, Lisa Marie, just you know, with the, like it's it's such a it's such a mad season. It's been so exciting. Um, it's a bit easy, I think, when you log on to your various socials. We're all a bit too prone to do that to get to go down rabbit holes of of, of pessimism with people who aren't really enjoying their lives. <laughs> um, you know, they're not. God bless them. They're not. Um, so what? Where are you with this as you look forward to these next two games? I mean, what, what's what's the general mindset with you? I'm cautiously optimistic. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I you know I always go that way. I mean, that's kind of my default. But I am. I think I have every um, belief that we're going to win it until until the final whistle blows, and and we haven't honestly. Um, so, yeah, I am, I, you know, and I'm still kind of getting used to this final thing. You know, this is, this is still a little bit slightly new territory for Lisa Marie. Um, yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> so, uh, well, and actually being able to sit down and watch them. Um, so, yes, I, I have overall a pretty good feeling about Saturday. And, and I think, I think we're going to pull out the win. 
Um, and, you know, Southampton is such a weird team anyway. Their form is just so back and forth. And, I mean, they, you know, lose by 16 goals one match and then beat somebody you wouldn't expect them to beat by three goals the next match. And I'm exaggerating, obviously, but but they're just you just never know. So I think we'll just have to just play the game in front of us and, you know, and, and hope we pull off the win there. So that's I'm I'm still all in. I I have not thrown in the towel on, you know, the four trophy thing, although I do feel the three trophy thing is probably a stronger probability probably a possibility. <laughs> that was a nice sentence um <laughs> please don't you do that. language good <laughs> so yeah but i you know i i do i go in thinking that we're gonna win until until we don't basically and i pace the floor when i can Listen, it's uh, your services to um, to the Reds um, via pacing. Well, it didn't work Julie Saturday because I was pacing probably the last 15 minutes <laughs> of that Tottenham game, trying to take notes yeah. at the same time, you know, to be on Nina's show. So that was kind of funny. But yeah, yeah. Um. Okay. Who, who knows? Maybe maybe it's going to be the point that gets us over the line, Lisa Marie, and your pacing will have paid off. That's absolutely that true. could be the case. Uh, Cam, <laughs> as you look forward to the next two games, um, are you still all in on the potentiality all over the shop, or are you? adopting a more real you've famously been uh the realist of the show in the past um <laughs> or are you still kind of giddy and looking forward to stuff um as potential i mean as i said earlier i mean the fat lady's not singing so everything's still possible um realistically uh, i would have to agree with lisa marie that it's probably be more likely we're going for a treble rather than a quadruple right now um you know not many teams beat Man City, so for, we really need them to lose and draw, or two draws, and we win two. You know, it, it's a it's a big ask either way. Um, I'm all about the FA Cup right now, though. Um, I don't know if you remember at the beginning of the season. Um, I think I've pretty much said it at the beginning of every season. I really want the FA Cup. I just want the magic of the cup back. I was, I was speaking with Harinda Paji earlier and I said the same thing. I just want Liverpool to win the FA Cup, especially under Jurgen Klopp. Um, that's every trophy won then by him that he could win. He's won the World Club Championship. He's won the, the European Cup. He's won the Premier League. He's won the Carabao Cup. He's just he's won uh, the Super Cup. There's just one left. And he's and he's got all six then, and then there's you know lemons out there. T- yeah, he's got the full set, and there's lemons out there telling you he's not a successful manager at Liverpool because there's only one one Premier League. You know, you're talking about your Jack Jones lads. So um, I really want the FA Cup. I just think Liverpool winning the FA Cup it brings something back to the FA Cup. It brings that little bit of magic back to the FA Cup. Granted, it'll always be the third trophy, but I remember being a kid, Trev, so do you. We remember FA Cup Day. We remember getting up and putting on, switching between, well, we used to switch between BBC One and ITV, depending on who was speaking and who was being interviewed and uh, which camera crew was on which bus coach at the time, you know, who who was eating scrambled egg with baked beans on toast and, you know, and then 
walking out in the suits and it was just the magic of the FA Cup and it was truly magic of the FA Cup. I want that back. I miss that. I truly miss that. And um, so I'm just so excited about Saturday. You know, I mean, uh, Gags was messaging me early in the middle of this and I'm like, I want a pod lad, you know, go back to your day job. <laughs> Um, you know, I've got important things to do. Yeah. So, uh, you know, he's just finalizing uh, stuff for Saturday, um, about getting down there. We're going to get down there early. We're going to get go and grab a meal in the place where we've grabbed a meal for the last two Wembley visits, you know, keep these little superstitions and traditions going and everything else, you know, make sure you're wearing the same underwear and the same socks and, uh, same vest if you wear a vest like you know I, I do like to wear a vest I'm a bit old school like that and um, you know just, just these little things you know just it's a, it's going to be a magical day and everybody should try and save it every moment of it because these days don't always last you know I mean we we were most amazing team for a long time and then you know we were in the wilderness for a long time and we're we're getting back there and just yeah well that's the reality isn't it yeah, yeah. you're right savor most most of uh, of our adult lives has been spent in that wilderness with yeah. the occasional really beautiful highlight and you know i i do remember the joys of watching the build up to the fa cup final primarily because liverpool used to be in it a bit which was great but yeah um you know 86 and 89 are two of the happiest days of my life because um it was huge back then yeah but the, the one that's sticking in my mind to be honest with you folks is the 2012 fa cup final against freaking chelsea uh and that didn't go our way did it you know uh, no. and um i would really like to reverse that um, and you know it's 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 stuck it's we stuck will. in my cross since, and I would really like to reverse that and 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 get that get that sight of 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 Hendo doing his a shuffle with yet another trophy getting warmed up for the big one at the end of the season and it's exciting as hell I'm I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. we're going to wrap this up so the show is a bit of time to live before that final um and hopefully. We'll all be reflecting on it with um, big giddy heads on us when we speak next and on a win over Southampton in the meantime as well. That would be very, very nice and keep us all on track for the potentiality that still remains that we can win the bloody lot. Uh, I want to wrap it up then and this time be very careful to ask Lisa Marie if she's anything <laughs> she wants to sign off with. <laughs> well, yesterday began what I refer to as birthday season in the Hanahan household. Um, Kiddo number two, yes, um, turned 17, which blows my mind. Um, And and kiddo number one will turn 20 on the 17th um, day of the Southampton game. So I tried to look up maybe some little something that happened the days they were born, you know, the actual date, you know, May 11th, 2005. Um, Nothing happened that day. The only thing I could come up with was May 11th, 2005 was a Wednesday. And um, so this year on his 17th birthday, May 11th, 2022, was also on a Wednesday. So, yeah, that's exciting. Um, and then, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, nothing happened that day, um, which I guess is a good thing. I mean, you know, there's certain days that, you know, you don't want to be your birthday. So. 
And um, kiddo number one, yeah, nothing happened. I mean, I even was like, oh, maybe Liverpool won a big game that day or something. They never even played on the, their birthdays. Um, so, yeah. But kiddo number one, yeah, nothing happened the day he was born either. But except for the fact that people were probably talking about, I went into labor on the 16th and was in the hospital room watching Rachel give birth to the baby on Friends. <laughs> While I was in <laughs> so, um, but my child was not born until the next day. So it didn't exactly happen on the, on the same day. So yeah, <laughs> but when people, you know, talk about that as sort of a pop culture thing, I'm like, yeah, I, I remember. And let me tell you, it's a little bit weird to be in labor and watch someone be in labor on TV. That was, yeah. Kind of, <laughs> so, <anyway. laughs> so yeah. So happy birthday to my two boys, um, you know, kid number two. Paul yesterday um and Rory's birthday is before we talk again next Tuesday when when we play Southampton so maybe he'll get a birthday win nice nice well happy birthday to uh, both the lads and uh you know I'm listening to you talking about your various uh, kids there and Cam talking about his 15 year old kid and I'm sitting here I've, I'm sitting here doing mental arithmetic carrying the four realizing that my kiddo number only one uh <laughs> is going to be 24 next birthday how do you like them apples um that if that doesn't make you feel a little bit uh a little bit decrepit i don't know what will uh cam for you to finish off what is uh what is it you wanted to, to sign out with well i see you're 24 next birthday and i raise you Go to on. 26 next birthday so um oh well done you, you well done you <laughs> put your apples back in you win the, yeah and, um, well, to be fair though, to be fair though, Brent, you are at least seven or eight years older than me. Um, twenty-four to be precise. Um, <laughs> <laughs> cat years or dog years or whatever. So, uh, yeah, on, but then, on, do I have 20? the youngest? Because my baby will be turning thirteen on her next oh, yeah. birthday. I think you do, don't you? Oh no, you're 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 wee man's younger, isn't he, Cam? He just turned thirteen. All right, so just turned it. Just yeah. turned it. Okay, so yeah, yeah. February the twentieth. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Well, after we've done the the, the child's age top yes. trumps, uh, you're signing off comments, Camarwa. <laughs> uh, nothing. Just uh, have a fantastic week, Reds. We love you. We do. We do love them. And if you are continuing to listen to us, um, thanks for that. We really do appreciate it. Um, and the numbers that you listen in is uh, always very pleasing. So. Do spread the word about the show if you haven't done, if you're keeping it to yourself. Like, I mean, it, it, we're not a secret society. This is not the Illuminati. <laughs> Just let people know. Uh, you know, we don't meet uh, with cloaks uh, and, and, and exchange stonemason secrets. Just let people know. We want the word to spread about the show. And hopefully it's going to be very, very upbeat and up-tempo as we come to it at the end of the season, as we continue in our hopes of the possibility of the four trophy reds. And I said it because I still can. We'll see you soon. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7.
Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.